I specifically use the word aftermath in the title of this episode because the definition of the word is, quote, the after effects of an unpleasant event, end quote. So I want to ask you, what will be the aftermath of your life due to COVID-19? While the answer may seem out of your control and probably relatively unknown at this point, the reality is there's a lot more in your control than you think. Welcome to the No More Zero Days podcast. I'm your host, Eric Savage. Maybe today you find yourself listening and you're at a place where you can't sing it as well. Maybe you're at a place in your life where you don't want to say it as well due to all the things that are going on in our world right now. I wanted to share a message from my heart through the trauma I've overcome in my life and my own journey of success and failures I've found during quarantine this year. I believe that today's episode has something for all of us in this era of adversity and trial. My thoughts and prayers go out to every single person affected right now, the doctors and nurses fighting every day, and those struggling to find strength to move forward in their lives, jobs, relationships, and even religion. I'm praying for you, I'm standing with you, I'm rooting for you, and I hope that this podcast can be an encouragement to you. For today's episode, all that I'm asking is that you let me build out a very simple idea, and I promise that it will be a lot more impactful and complex than what you're going to assume once you first hear it. The game plan for today is I want to describe a familiar situation for you to get your brain primed in the right headspace for the depths of where we need to go in today's episode. Once we establish the situation, I'm going to explain it, offer a brief explanation to the application, and then leave some challenging final thoughts that apply to what you do with this metaphor I'm soon about to explain. Then finally, I'm going to ask you a series of tough and honest self-assessment questions and statements to let you apply this to your life. These same questions I've worked through over these past few years, and they've been really impactful to me, and I'm finally ready to share them. I do promise a 100% money-back guarantee if you listen to this entire episode, as it will relate to the helpfulness during this quarantine and, frankly, the rest of your life if you can learn to apply these things. At least it was for me, and I hope it will be for you, too. So let's begin. I want you to close your eyes and picture a domino. You know, the ones we play table games with as a kid. They're white, just under two inches tall, one inch wide, and about one quarter inch thick. What I'm about to explain to you about dominoes changed the entire way I thought about every aspect of my life for now and forevermore, including these various decisions I'm making today in quarantine. So listen closely as this simple question will set up the framework for our entire episode and how I believe we should all approach our life. So here's the question. Could that same domino you just pictured in your head moments ago, you know, the same little white two-inch domino we played with as kids that are small enough to hold in your hand, could that same little domino cause a chain reaction from being in a straight line behind one after the other, topple an 18-story tower, towering over 300 feet tall? Surprisingly, the answer mathematically is yes. And physicist Hans van Leeuwen of Leiden University in the Netherlands proved that this concept is actually true in real life using real dominoes. So you may be asking yourself, how is this possible? Each upright domino you line up in a row are full of potential energy. Potential energy is easiest to understand by thinking about a bow and arrow. An undrawn arrow from a bow does not have any potential energy. But once you were to draw that bow back with the arrow, there is now potential energy in the arrow because then when you would let go of it, it would go flying. That in itself is the easiest way to me to understand what is potential energy. So when the first domino falls, the force of gravity turns the potential energy that was stored by having the domino standing upright and is now turned into enough kinetic energy to be able to mathematically topple a domino precisely 1.5 times larger than itself. 
which by the way, since I'm pretending to be this like super mathematician, <laughs> scientific type personality for you today, I needed to find kinetic energy in case you're wondering. Kinetic energy is the energy an object possesses due to its motion. So that taller, heavier domino stores even more potential energy and produces more kinetic energy as it falls and will continue to knock over the next bigger domino that is exactly 1.5 times larger than the previous one and so on and so forth until we've knocked down our 18-story tower that all started from a 2-inch tall domino that fit in the palm of your hand. I feel like for so many of us today, we're staring at a metaphorically 18-story tall wall or tower surrounding our lives, wondering how we're going to knock it down to get to the other side. It seems the gap between where we are and where we want to go is impossible due to the massive roadblocks standing in our way that we can't get through. Or maybe you've simply given up hope because it seems literally impossible, and why even try to figure out a way to get over that tower, as it's a waste of time? Why not simply just sit down and wait until someone else comes up with a way to get over the tower? This tower I'm talking about for so many people across the world right now is COVID-19. I specifically use the word aftermath in the title of this episode because the definition of the word is, quote, the after effects of an unpleasant event, end quote. So I want to ask you, what will be the aftermath of your life due to COVID-19? While the answer may seem out of your control and probably relatively unknown at this point, the reality is there's a lot more in your control than you think. For me, I have to give myself a daily reminder that there is no situation in life that does not have a two-inch domino waiting to be pushed over in front of me. So maybe today you're listening and you say, well, hey, I got fired or I got laid off from Corona. So maybe your two-inch domino is starting to sell your old clothes, electronics, and shoes in your house for money to pay rent. Maybe your situation today is that you got broken up with. And maybe your two-inch domino is, is for you to simply stop looking for the next person to run to and to start working on yourself and working on your heart first. Or maybe simply that your big 18-story tower is you stepped on the scale and realized you gained five pounds in quarantine, but all the gyms are closed. So maybe your two-inch domino looks something like starting to walk every day and do bodyweight exercises in your garage or living room that don't require any gym equipment. The point of what I'm trying to say is that there's always something we can do. There is always a two-inch domino in our pocket waiting to be lined up against our seemingly impossible problem or diagnosis that is the first step towards defeating your circumstance ahead of you. Choose to go on offense and don't stay still. But here's the thing. As you and I both know, it's a lot harder than simply pushing over this two-inch domino because there's a really harsh truth about the dominoes. Once you take that first step and push over the initial domino, you don't get to skip what comes next. The only way that a two-inch domino eventually knocks over the 18-story tower is if every domino in that sequence is knocked over. If you were to remove any single domino along the way, the entire sequence stops and you have to start over. Sometimes there are going to be dominoes in our life that are going to be hard to push over. they are going to be people or situations we've tried to forget now that we have to face them. they are going to be ugly fights with people we cared about that we know we've never actually apologized for and now we need to. they are going to be embarrassing moments when we have to say no to eating or drinking something in a room full of our family members that made it. But you cannot skip the sequence of the dominoes. You cannot alter what certain dominoes gets knocked over and expect the same result. The reality of the situation is, is if you took out any single domino along that sequence, that 18-story tower doesn't come down. And the other thing that is so important to note about the dominoes is that it requires you to come back to that same line of dominoes every single day and knock the next one over, and then the next one, and then the next one. It's not as simple as choosing the easiest, smallest, most convenient task to the most difficult problem in our life 
in believing that this one-time act or this one-time decision of executing that small, seemingly unimportant act towards accomplishing our goal is going to be enough to knock over the giant problem in our life right here, right now. Instead, it is a commitment to showing up every single day and taking over the domino that's next in front of us, regardless of what it looks like, regardless of how small or how big it becomes or how uncomfortable it's going to be. We have to commit to knocking down each domino, one after the other, systematically, without removing a single one from the trail, believing and knowing full-heartedly and full confidence that it all starts with one single two-inch white domino at step one. So why am I bringing all this up? I think that so many people are overwhelmed right now beyond just the idea of COVID-19 and what it's done to our lives, but by the enormous tasks that we have now made for ourselves just to get back to our quote normal because we've not taken care of the little things along the way. What turned into a simple day off here and there has become a weekly streak in COVID-19. What started as a fun dessert has turned into a daily stress comfort food to try to get over the stress that we're feeling in our job and our relationships. All these missed little things along the way we've begun to build into daily habits. And what started as something simple and innocent have turned into something that are continuing to drag us down. And so many people are realizing that it's now been two months of being in quarantine when they look in the mirror and they don't even recognize themselves anymore. But here's the truth. You can take control of your life right here, right now, no matter how far you've gone or how far you've drifted or how much you don't even recognize yourself in the mirror every day. You can be in an extremely chaotic situation where you feel like there is nothing in your control and nothing is going your way, but you can still draw a line in the sand around you and say, I will take control of the little space around me. Even if it's that simple as being as a strong beacon of hope and encouragement for one to two people in your life that mean everything to you. For me, it was a physical and mental element that I had to draw my line in the sand in that I'll talk about here in a little bit. Every successful attempt at tearing down the 18-story wall in front of us starts by taking a step forward and knocking over that first two-inch tall domino in our pocket or in our hand. Do not focus on the huge gap between where you want to be and where you are now. Instead, focus on simply taking that first step, putting the proverbial two-inch domino on the ground and pushing it over right here, right now. I think another thing that's challenged so many of us is that there's a big danger for so many of us is that we're treating this quarantine like a vacation from life, a vacation from work, from relationships, from God, from our health, from our wellness, from our usual commitments to being a better person. I'm not disputing the power today of taking a break, getting some breathing room in your life, and stepping away from stressful situations. But what I am saying is that it's been two months now. And if you're still in the vacation mindset, you're going to be adding a lot of baggage to your life through letting these bad habits affect your mind and decision-making process. It's time to get command of your mind to choose actions that are in your own long-term best interest. Every day, so many of us are choosing things that are not in our best interest in the long term. We instead are choosing what sounds and looks good right here and right now because we're subconsciously, or maybe even consciously, avoiding the fear and stress that COVID-19 has injected into so many elements of our life. The truth is that we are standing in our own very way of achieving our best self. These days do count. The decisions you make do count. These 24 hours you're given every single day have the same impact on your overall long-term trajectory arc of your life as the ones in your previous quote, normal life. This is not a vacation. These decisions that you make every single day to do or not to do, to eat or not to eat, to exercise or not to do, or whatever it is, they have a massive, 
massive impact on your life. And if you simply skirt them away as I'm on vacation, I deserve a few days of R&R, let me relax. They're going to turn into lifelong habits that all started right here and right now if you're not careful. At the beginning of this year, I had to draw my own line in the sand around me and say enough and enough in some areas of my life. I had to look myself in the mirror and be honest with myself and really ask myself some hard questions. If you've been a longtime listener of the No More Zero Days podcast, you know my story. You know that in 2017, I had an extremely hard breakup from a long past-term relationship I used to be in. But in that moment, there was a lot more than that. And I kind of talked about that in a past episode. But I'd realized essentially that I'd spent the greater part of the last 15 years of my life previous to that moment simply moving from one thing to the next, trying to fill the void a childhood trauma situation had left me. I tried everything to fill a void in my heart that only God could ever permanently fill. I spent the last two and a half years committed to letting God heal that and grow my relationship with him to a new level. This year specifically was a new decade for all of us. I wanted to start this off in a big way and really draw the line in the sand for me. I took an honest assessment of my life and where my behavior to myself and others could be improved. The first thing I did was commit to not taking a single sip of alcohol for this entire year. I never had a problem per se with drinking, but I began to notice my thoughts about myself the morning after having a few drinks were really negative, and I started focusing on all the things that I didn't have rather than what I was blessed to have. And my decision-making with things I would say to others while I was drinking truthfully wasn't always the best or uplifting to be around me. The second thing I did this year was I decided to move to Nashville. I really struggled living in Atlanta for almost four years and just never felt, really felt like I had built a strong community of like-minded people. And it was very stressful always having to deal with insane amounts of traffic. And also, let's not forget the two near-death experiences I had um, in the car due to people not paying attention and texting and driving. The third thing I drew the line in the sand was my physical health. I had blown out my right Achilles a year earlier training for an Ironman and always used that as an understandably and fully justifiable crutch to why I couldn't work out. My Achilles was and still is blown out to this day, but I refused to let that hold me hostage any longer and began little by little to exercise again. I don't share all of this for any pats on the back or to make myself feel better than anyone, but it's to simply qualify that the purpose of this podcast isn't to shame anyone or point any fingers, but it is to share in my own struggles that I've truly had to live out everything that I'm sharing with you today in hopes that you would not be overwhelmed or held captive by the overwhelming notion of trying to figure out how to tear down the walls in your life. But yet you could confidently take a first step in the right direction and simply push over the domino in front of you. I have a few final, extremely important final thoughts for you to consider and a few questions to ask yourself to close out today's episode. The first of my four final thoughts is I want to share with you is that you cannot give to others something that you do not have yourself. Simply put, I can't give you candy if I myself don't have any candy. Otherwise, it's simply just empty words and promises. I can't give you love if I don't have love for myself first. We look at people right now and ask them to give us something that they don't have to give right now, and then we crumble because we don't get it. Right now, in this moment of quarantine, it's time to stop asking others for the answers to our problems or to help us feel better about a situation in our life, and it's time to start taking personal ownership of solving the things in our life that are bringing us stress and anxiety. My second thought is that more discipline equals more freedom. A lot of us think of discipline as a negative thing. It's sort of a word that we all kind of throw around when we used to think we have to punish a child. It's time to get disciplined. Dis discipline may be spanking or putting someone in timeout. The true definition of discipline to me is foregoing of immediate pleasure for long-term self-respect of something greater than what is in front of you right now, and it's ultimately going to lead you to the life that you're trying to live. So by having more discipline in these certain areas of my life, 
by eating the right things, by exercising in the right way, by you know, continuing to grow my relationship with God in this time, it's giving me more freedom because instead of being held back and being constantly reminded of all the things doing wrong, I'm able to, to walk in confidence, of walk in freedom, really, of knowing that I am still doing the right things in, in spite of a pandemic going around the world right now. My third final thought is that there is more power in learning to be alone than there is in learning to hold the attention of an entire room. I think that the enemy of our souls will use isolation and loneliness to try and defeat you by overloading your mind with negative thoughts and feelings about yourself. The enemy is going to throw everything he has at you. He can't stop you himself, but his objective is always to get you to stop yourself. Just think about Adam and Eve. It was truly a self-destruction exercise for him of getting them to eat from the knowledge of good and evil tree and eat the apple. People are going to fool you. People are going to disappoint you. And in fact, they're going to turn your back on you. And in my experience, and I'm sure in yours too, your closest friends around you will give up on you at some point or another. And in fact, when things get hard and things hit the fan, they're going to run away. You're going to be stopped in this moment of truly feeling defeated. You're going to look around looking for someone to help pick you up and you're going to be all alone. But God will never leave you and God's never going to forsake you. And that is all you need. There is a power that is inside you that you can only discover when you're truly alone. Do not let the world convince you that you're a nobody and that being alone is indicative of something being wrong with you. Instead, step into the season of loneliness. Step into the season of being alone. And if you need any encouragement about this, simply look to the Bible and look at the countless examples of how God used people's loneliness and even called Jesus himself out into the desert to be alone. And he used those times of loneliness to, to reveal to people and even to reveal to me in my own experience that he is all that I need. And sometimes the only way that a lot of us can learn that is when he truly is all that we have. My last final thought is that if you do what is easy, your life will be hard. If you do what is hard, your life will be easy. There is no avoiding difficulties in life. We both know that to be true. But you choose the terms that you want to deal with the hard things on. If you can get through what you hate to do, on the other side of that is greatness because it creates mental toughness. You are preparing yourself for what is unknown and tragic ahead. If you're not physically and mentally strong, you're going to crumble in the face of adversity. When it's time to have strength, you will have none. Don't be afraid to fail in the hard things in life. Failure helps you recognize where you need to evolve. Failure is the building ground of building strength and confidence because it reveals our flaws and we can now shape them. So finally, the last part of this episode is I just want to have three questions um, for you to pray over, for you to think about, for you to ask yourself. But I've really taken these questions to heart myself. Um, I've written them. I've lived them. I've answered them. I continually ask myself these questions. And they're three questions that I feel like have truly helped me stay on the path to becoming who I want to be. So the first question is, when you look in the mirror in front of you, and even the metaphorical mirror of your life, do you make excuses and begin to justify the bad decisions you've made by blaming something or someone else? Or are you willing instead to be brutally honest with yourself about what happened and why you behaved in a certain way or said the certain thing or allowed something in your life that used to be a non-negotiable now happen in your life? What is it that's keeping you from being honest with yourself? Ask yourself that question right now. Is it pride? Is it insecurity? Could it be greed? Is it maybe a fear of failure, a fear of being liked, a fear of being alone? Whatever it is, ask yourself that question. What is keeping me from being honest with myself right now? The second question I want to ask you today is, are the people in your life right now fueling your inner flame or are they dousing your fire? Because laziness, negativity, and taking the easy way out is really contagious. It's very easy to be caught up in simply blaming other people and blaming situations for the reason of why we feel so hopeless. 
but be careful about who and what you're letting in your life right now, more than ever, probably. This pandemic is something that has a lot of people caught up in, in always trying to see what's the latest and greatest stat and what's the latest and greatest news. And I think that there's probably a lot of great intentions behind that. But if you're not careful, it can become your everything and you can allow this pandemic to become bigger than your God. So make sure that the people that you do allow into your life, that they're speaking to the best parts of you and challenging you, even in this pandemic, that they're calling you up into the situation rather than pushing you away and pushing you down. The third question, and the last question rather, that I want to ask today is what are your non-negotiables? Where do you draw the line in the sand? What are those two-inch dominoes that you need to take the first step towards to push over right now, today, towards knocking over the seemingly big and impossible roadblocks in my life right now? So what will be your quarantine aftermath? That is the question today. Yes, I 100% admit that there will be elements that are out of our control, but I hope that after listening to today's episode, you come away feeling empowered to take matters into your own hands. To draw those lines in the sound around your non-negotiables that you can control right now, even in the midst of this pandemic. To identify those first steps, those little two-inch dominoes, and go push them over right now. I just wanted to take a moment again to remind you that I'm praying for you. I want to be your biggest cheerleader in life, and I genuinely am so thankful that you have even taken moments out of your day to listen to this podcast. We've almost reached 10,000 downloads, and I'm super excited about that, and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you that have continued to support this show through listening to it every day. I believe in you so much, and I hope that you have a wonderful day, and I pray that God will bless you even in the midst of these continued difficult trials in your life.